you are now entering the Nightmare Realm. Yes, this is very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, the fact that you're here makes this even more interesting. It would seem the realm has opened up a new domain. Or maybe a new room if you want to call it that. And it has allowed you to enter. That's interesting. Well, as you can see, this is not like anything else in the realm. It's mostly empty except for the floating question marks. Now, I'm not a very big fan of the Riddler from Batman, so I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm just confused that when I entered the realm this morning, this door opened. Well, I guess I should apologize since things have been a bit hectic and the realm was not accessible for a little while. That was due to a writer's block, if you want to call it that. My imagination was stuck and I eventually had to go to the extreme and the absurd with it to get it to, uh, I guess, working again. And as you know, with no imagination, the realm stops. It closes its doors and I can't get in myself. But it's back. We're back open now. We have a bunch of new ideas. I'm sure you passed them. They're all scattered around, and trust me, some of them are just downright crazy. But this room with the question marks was not one of the ideas. Uh, okay. If what if I touch one of these question marks like this? What? Oh! Oh, okay, that makes more sense now. Questions. Question marks equal questions. Duh. Okay, so the realm has been saving questions. Ah, I see. I recognize where these are from. Some of them, anyways. The anxiety forms that I usually mainly ghost. Uh, I quit trying to offer advice in the written form on forms after well I guess to me failed attempts basically any advice I would give somebody would come along and tell me I was wrong or tell me that I was just you know stupid and not to listen to me and listen to them or the person that was asking for help didn't like my answer in particular, so they would dismiss me. Not everyone would, but you it only takes a few of them to do that to really ruin the whole thing for you. So that's kind of why I started this. And like I said, hopefully this will help. But it would seem that some of the questions have stuck around. Well, I'll give my two cents on these and see. Maybe these are questions you're struggling with. Maybe these are questions you've had. Maybe maybe they can enlighten you or shine a light on another problem. They could be similar, related, somehow. And I'm not going to say who asked the questions. If you happen to recognize the phrasing of the question, maybe maybe it's yours, maybe it's not. 
I don't really remember where these come all these come from there's so many forms and the internet is just impossibly huge but maybe well I do know that if one person is willing to ask the question then at least I think the saying is at least ten more are willing to know the answer to it but not everyone is brave enough to ask the questions some people feel I don't know why people are afraid or avoid asking questions I ask questions all the time believe me and it's really the only way to to learn anything I mean you don't you don't know unless you ask so maybe some people are afraid that you know asking this kind of a question will be viewed as stupid will be viewed as dumb well I hate that kind of thinking it's just so small-minded to think that any form of a question is stupid or that any idea is stupid that's one thing about the realm here is that there's no idea stupid no idea too small too big nothing like that if you can dream it you're it's free to be dreamed here and any question is welcome here question everything and trust me I question plenty of things but let's get back to the floating question marks where did that question go oh crap okay so they only seem to stay up in front of me for a limited time and then they either turn back again to question marks or vanish huh well there's the realm sense of humor for you okay well let's try this one huh this person asks is it bad to seek out engagement immersion with hobbies or interests as a means of coping with anxiety no that's the short answer no uh, what do you think we're doing here this is a you know you're listening to a podcast this is a engagement this is a interest this is this is part of it and we all need those hobbies and those interests and things to cope with anxiety and quite honestly I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have my hobbies the main one being writing if I didn't have that I don't know where I would be today things would be a lot darker I can tell you that but my love of just writing and books constantly changes and constantly expands you know I drift into all sorts of subjects and all different kinds of literature and it's the same for other people who have interests you know I also play video games they're fun they're engaging they get your mind off things for a while and you know movies they're fun you know a great a good movie makes you forget about your life for a while and you get invested in what's going on on the screen and each subject either whether it you know whatever it may be has so many little details you can learn and go into you know with movies I, I love the behind the scenes sort of stuff and getting the facts about what the actor did or what or maybe added what was ad-libbed in the movie and you know there's a lot you can delve into I know some people really love delving into the soundtracks for movies and stuff and that's always a fun thing to do so no 
it it's not a bad thing to seek out immersion in your hobbies or your interests to escape for a little while it's certainly something worth doing in fact I encourage it because I would have gone nuts by now if not for it okay let's see here's another question mark how to deal with anxiety if you don't understand it <laughs> Oh, uh, this is going to be a difficult question to answer. Um, I really don't know how to answer that. How to understand anxiety. How to deal with anxiety if you don't understand it. Okay, well, if you're dealing with it, you'll gain an understanding of it. That's... You have to do your you have to do your own research and you have to listen to your doctor. Uh, those two things right there will give you the the most um, insight. And in your own research, you know, looking into anxiety and everything, you'll start to pick up on what fits with you and what doesn't. Um, because as I've said before anxiety affects everyone differently so to understand it to understand it is one thing to deal with it is another and to necessarily understand it or necessarily deal with it I should say I wouldn't say you have to 100% understand it. You have to understand what calms you down. Now that is going to be something you have to figure out yourself. I wish I had a magic technique that would just instantly calm everyone down. But I don't. And, you know, you have to do, you know, this isn't... This is like anything else. You have to do some of the work yourself. You have to pick yourself up and you have to move forward even though you don't feel like it. You have to dig for research. You have to dig for information. You know, if you're if you're seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist, ask them questions. Write down questions before you go and ask them. Try to, you know, if you really want to understand anxiety all the way down to you know what's going on within the brain that causes this sort of loop and causes the anxiety to manifest you know you have to have you can get those answers from the professionals and they're willing to teach any good one should be anyways but to to deal with it, you don't, like I said, you don't necessarily have to understand it. You just have to know what works for you, what calms you down. Does, you know, taking a peaceful walk calm you down? Does opening a book and diving into one of your favorite stories, does that calm you down? Does turning on your favorite TV show, does that calm you down? Um, there was a recent study that actually showed that it was calming to watch, to rewatch episodes of TV shows because we already knew the outcome. So therefore, the suspense was taken out of it and it was calming. So that's something that you can do. That's probably why I go back and watch old Doctor Who episodes and various other things. And there are some shows that are just lighthearted that you can watch. Um, like King of the Hill is one of my favorite ones to watch. It doesn't have any. It's, not, it's never serious. It's always just a. It was always just a fun show. But uh, that. I don't remember where that one came from. But that was a. That was a decent question. I wish I had a better answer. Um, wish I had more. 
I guess, insights to give you on how to deal with anxiety, but I can only tell you what has worked for me. And hopefully you get a you get an idea or get pointed in the right direction. Let's see. Huh, okay. This person asks, don't you love it when you have a good day, little to no anxiety or panic attacks, then the next day you're anxious and riddled with anxiety? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I usually refer to those as... I use this analogy with me. My anxiety, I know how far... I can push things. It's like a rubber band. I know how far I can pull it without it breaking. But the further I pull, the more strain I put on it. When I finally do get back home or get calmed down or whatever it is that it's usually because I'm out. When I get back home, I'm able to relax, but I've already pushed myself. I've already stretched that rubber band and now it's going to, as soon as I relax for a while, the next day it's like the rubber band snaps back in place and it just hits harder. Um, it hasn't really hit that hard here lately, basically because we've been in quarantine so much, but it's, it is irritating that you have a good day and then you have bad days right behind it and it's like you're punished for your good days it makes you want it's made me wonder I'm guessing it makes you wonder as well you know are the good days worth it or should I just go along and just go along with the, the meager days and that way I can avoid the really bad ones altogether but it's there's no there's no avoiding them I mean if you if you're if it's gonna spike it'll spike if it's gonna jump on you it, it it'll find a way and and I know I talk about anxiety as if it's alive like it's something that's you know thinking and plotting against you and almost you have to think about it like it is because this it's almost like a monkey on your back, as some people used to say. I always refer to it as sort of the the demon that I'm cursed with. And every now and then that when that demon decides to flare up and attack, I have to combat it. And I mean, on those those bad days, you have to really fight to keep going. Um, really fight to maintain your sanity. Sometimes it feels like, I, although I don't believe anxiety can necessarily drive you crazy, it can certainly make you feel like you're going to go crazy. So. But yeah, the um, understand what this person is talking about. You can have the good days where it feels like everything's lining up, and you're, you know, you're calm, you're happy, everything's just wonderful. And then the next day, it's you're so anxious you can't think straight. You know, the least little thing sets you off. It's a constant, it's a constant up and down. And without treatment, the up and down, you know, the peaks and the valleys are more frequent. I have noticed since getting treatment that they are not as frequent. And two, I've learned how to, um, how to deal, like the previous question was asking. I've learned how to cope and things like that. 
Uh, I think that's really all I'm going to say on that question. I don't, I can't think of anything else to really answer for you there. But I know it's irritating. Uh, oh, and uh, by the way, if you hear a noise in the background, my faithful companion, my little dog, has wandered into the realm as well. He comes in and out as he wishes. Uh, you'd be surprised how big a dog's imagination is. But he's currently chewing on a, um, what I'm hoping, yep, he imagined himself a treat and now he has it and chewing on it. So if that's what, if you hear a sort of a gnawing noise in the background, that's who's, that's what's going on. Don't worry, he won't bother you, except unless he brings you his ball. Uh, just take it and throw it. Doesn't matter which way you throw it, he'll chase after it. He'll bring it back, but I can't guarantee he'll give it to you. Okay. Let's see. This is a bit of a detailed question here. It starts off, am I doing it for attention? Uh, probably not. Uh, the most, if you have to ask that question, probably not. Um, that is something that does sort of pop into your mind, though. You know, am I making this up? Am I overthinking this? Am I really, you know, am I really having anxiety or am I making it this up in my own head? You know, because I actually subconsciously don't want to do this thing. No, you're actually anxious as you can be, and... You, you may not want to you may want to do a certain thing and the anxiety is keeping you or you may well as the question was am I doing it for attention most people with anxiety don't really want the attention we don't really want the spotlight on us so I don't see where anyone would do it for attention I could see somebody possibly trying to fake it, fake anxiety, or fake an anxiety attack, if that's even possible, to, you know, get out of something, but even then, I think you could probably tell, and for those that actually do have anxiety, no, you're not doing it for attention, you're, you know what, you previous statement I just made you don't want the spotlight on you you want to when anxiety hits a lot of the times you want to become the smallest thing in the room and just hide so I don't see you doing that for attention you know, this was a very long-winded question but the main focus of it was just you know is this for attention no no it's not um, anxiety anxiety doesn't you don't want the attention that usually attention usually causes more anxiety uh, okay I can grab this one is overstimulation common with anxiety yes Overstimulation is common with anxiety. It's also very common with introverts. And uh, the, this past July 4th, I experienced um, overstimulation or sensory overload, as I called it, when the fireworks were going off. Because um, it was just, they were all around my house, even though they are technically illegal where I live they still get them and set them off and it was it sounded like constant gunshots going off all around and it was and it was basically just a like sensory overload so 
yeah, overstimulation is common with anxiety. We, um, people with anxiety disorder become a lot more aware of their surroundings. Uh, you know, people, one of my friends actually once said, you know, if I was ever, if he was ever in a disaster situation, he wanted to be with me because he knew I would have exit strategies planned. I would know where the exits were and I would know the routes, the fastest routes and the safest routes to get out. And you do that, especially if you have social anxiety, you kind of notice where the exits are. You kind of notice um, the quickest way you find yourself thinking, okay, this is the quickest way to get out of the store. Um, you always, you don't have to worry about forgetting where you parked because you're going to remember where your car is. And it's just, it's just an, a sort of an automatic thing. Your brain is just wired to automatically look for the escape route. So, but, um, yeah, overstimulation is common. I can see a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things can cause it. Um, and as you get a little bit, you know, get anxiety, I'm not going to say under control, but you get it treated a little bit better. You can, you can control what it really does you'll find what you know that not everything is going to do that um it's going to be certain usually loud noises um loud people that, that's usually the kind of thing that gets to me um in crowds you know the whole buzz and hum of a crowd is just it's no no fun so yeah, I can I can see where that will yeah I can see a lot of possibilities for overstimulation and it's just it's a pain but that's part of it and if you're an introvert it's even worse on you but it's also it, it's a curse and a gift because you notice things other people do not but you also notice so much that it can make you um, anxious that's um, but let's keep going let's see the realm has opened up a new room here so maybe we may as well explore it completely even though it seems as if it has no walls I tell you the, the the realm even though it's my creation it still completely uh, just baffles me sometimes and I don't know what my dog is chewing on down there but it must be a giant sized bone because that was loud his manners are not well he has none um, let's see. Next question. Anyone else get this at night? Okay, you're going to explain a little bit more than that because I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, get what at night? Mine starts having all kinds of random thoughts that make no sense. Okay, yeah. Uh, first off, the person asked, are they going crazy or something? No, you're not going crazy. You have anxiety. Um, my, um, it's, it sounds like to me that you have, you may have an overactive imagination. If you have just random thoughts popping into your head, random things, um, and you may need an outlet for that, um, you know, I've said before there's a link between creative minds and anxiety so the fact that you look at most artists and if you read the biographies on them they usually suffered from some sort of mental 
mental illness. I mean, we don't have to look at Picasso's work but once to realize he was he was out there. But um yeah, getting the the random thoughts and yet they can make no sense. They can be completely out of left field, you know, and you don't know where they come from. Uh, I basically take those and see if I can make a story out of them. And usually that that's what I do with it at night. If I get a random thought, it just pops into my head. Then I usually sort of take it and see where it goes. And, you know, if it starts leading to making me more and more anxious then I have to stop, then I have to go and do something. I might have to get up and start reading a, a book, or I might have to get up and write, or read some of the stuff that I'm, I've am i already written and edited, or you know, focus my mind somewhere else until it sort of calms down, and then I can go back and try to sleep. Um, but yeah, it... It's just the random thoughts. I it just it seems to be a common thing with people with anxiety. I don't understand. I don't really know the connection, but I guess it's just because we're constantly thinking about every little thing that goes on in our life. We're we examine everything, and we you know, and if you have the imagination which it sounds like this person sounds like they have the overactive imagination um, you're likely needing a outlet for it some creative outlet for it and that could be drawing painting music writing who knows what I mean it's there's art artist objectives so you can do about just about anything but uh, let's see. Oh, we have something new. This is not a question mark. This is an exclamation part, uh, mark. An exclamation point, as I call Um I actually just tried to call it an exclamation part, but just ignore that. Um, okay, well, let's see what this is. Oh, okay. This is someone, I, I remember this, they were basically venting, um, but they were basically making a statement uh, that a, a friend finds them annoying due to their anxiety and tells them frequently to just stop and gets angry at them. I believe I did respond to this person. I do not fully remember what I said. Um, if I did respond to this person it was probably through a direct message it was probably not out in the open because I rarely do that anymore but if not if or if you if anybody else is suffering from this sort of thing then you got to face facts um, your friend is not your friend if they're getting angry at you and just telling you to stop it as if it's a choice or is getting angry at you over something you have no control over they're not your friend you know I, I hate to say that but it's it's just the truth and you know I've learned this with age so you know if they're if they're not going to support you and be there for you and you know really try to help you or try to understand in any way they're not your friend and if they're getting angry at you just because you're having anxiety or you're having panic attacks something that is basically a misfire in the brain that you have no control over yeah, that's that's not a friend you want. 
you want the caring friends. You don't want the, um, how do I say this politely, the butthole friends. <laughs> I have, I'm trying to keep this as PG as possible. You don't want to have a jerk as a friend. You know, and people that get angry and get and say that oh you should just stop it and things like that they are uneducated on anxiety and mental illness in general they are small minded and they are closed minded because we all have the uh, ability to learn and to adapt but they choose not to they choose to just tell you to stop tell you to get over it they've made up their minds that it's everything is fitting in this way and this is how everything should be so if you don't conform to that then something's wrong with you and it's a choice that you've made they think everything's a choice and they think it can just be turned off like a light switch mental illness doesn't work that way and you know I get very very uh, agitated with people like that that you know, just say, oh, you're making it up, or oh, it's all in your head, or oh, just stop it. No. That That is one thing that will tick me off and will flip the anxiety switch from being a panic attack into a me being in the fight mode where I'm going to be confrontational. Because you... I'm kind of going away from the question here, but you have to remember that anxiety disorder is tied in with the fight or flight, fight or flight system. If I can talk today, and there comes to a certain point where if you're not able to get away, if you're not able to essentially flee, your body is going to switch into fight mode, and you're going to become you know naturally more aggressive you're going to be more defensive and that's that's only when you're directly faced with whatever's causing the anxiety whatever's causing that panic to arise and as soon as you you get away from that person or whatever it is that's causing it it will start to calm down but yeah if if she's getting upset with you, I say she, he or she is getting upset with you, uh, they're not your friend. Uh, cut them loose. Find somebody else. Uh, there's plenty of people on this earth, and you know your life's too short to spend it with uncaring jerks like that. You know, I, I understand it can be very frustrating, and I understand you don't want to lose a friend, but you you don't have one in this case. It's clear from what you're saying that they don't care about you, and if they don't care, then that makes that doesn't that makes them that you're nothing, really. Um, a friend cares. Uh, but let's let's move on and see find another question mark wow, we're getting a lot of exclamation points all of a sudden uh, okay here's a question mark uh, do you beat yourself up over random memories of things that happened years ago yeah you can do that. Uh, you can do that without anxiety. Um, 
you don't necessarily have to have anxiety to uh, regret your past deeds or something that happened in the past. Um, we've all made dumb mistakes. We've all done something stupid. Um, I don't... I can't really say as I regret anything in my past. Um, I wish there were some things I hadn't done. But I learned from them. But to really beat yourself up over just random memories that's kind of a human thing it's not really a anxiety specific um, symptom I think everybody does that to a degree um, people with anxiety probably take it a little bit further than, than they should and sometimes I think anxiety distorts the memories and makes it seem worse than it actually was I can't, I can't really, I can't really pin that to anxiety alone because I know a lot of people that do that. And <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, moving on. Does anxiety make you want to control everything in your surroundings? Okay. Yes and no. Control, if you want to get down to the, probably the bare, the basics of it, the root of it all, uh, you're not in control of anything. Uh, but I get what you're, what this person is asking as far as, you know, controlling the surroundings and what's going on. Yes, you want, you kind of want to, you know, you want your room to be set up your way. You want to control what comes in and comes out. Um, anxiety can cause that. It wants you to have, feels like you need to control everything or everything will fall apart. Uh, that's part of a sort of a anxiety attack sometimes. It feels like the whole world is going to fall apart. And... But, you know, this person says they even want to go so far as people to act exactly as they want them. There are certain people that I would like to change how they act to. You can't do that. Um, but they want to, this person basically wants to control everything within their range. And that's just setting yourself up for failure basically um, that's a pipe dream that you're not going to be able to get control of every little thing and trying to focus on controlling every little thing is actually going to give you probably cause more anxiety because you're going to start realizing oh, you know, how little you have control over um one of the things that I did find with writing was that I was in control. You know, I was in control of the characters, the world, the surroundings, all of that. Stroke of a pen, I made the decisions. And that helped me with the control aspect of things. I got to have my little, my little world, my little place of imagination, and... I had my characters and I got to live a life out through them and I got to choose what happens to them and you know that that kind of satisfied the control aspect of it um, now as far as if you apply control to like your daily life having your routine I can understand that you want to have your routine and everything going along just the way you want it to and if anything throws that routine off a sudden change will mess you up I call them curveballs of life 
And when they happen, and they're going to happen, I hate to say it, but they're just going to happen. Life is constantly change. And the constant change is just probably one of the main causes of anxiety. But, you know, if you're looking at it that way as control of your having your days planned and something something goes awry and messes that up yeah I can understand that causing um, severe anxiety and definitely I know it definitely does for me and but yeah there's a certain control aspect to anxiety you want to be in control of things and you want to be you know, have everything in its place. And this may be also more borderline of obsessive compulsive disorder of having, you know, you want every every little thing in its place and everything has to be done right. Um, I can't really speak on OCD that much because I don't suffer from that. Not that I know of anyways. But, let's see, we'll take one more, uh, we'll take this one as our last one for today, as I'm not really sure how stable this room is with the question marks, we might have to come back. Um, or try and access this again and let the realm sort things out. But the person asks, how does your anxiety feel? Can it manifest in many ways? Yes, it can manifest in many ways. Um, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. You can feel chest pressure. You can feel tension. Um, some people feel... Um, tingling in their arms or extremities some people you know rapid heartbeat the mental side of things racing thoughts um, constant worry uh, or the inability to focus that's a big one and the emotional side of things is going to be you know feeling like everything's your fault or feeling as if you're you know um, feeling as if your world is crumbling or that your life is just ruined or you're going crazy or you're dying or you know there's constant there's a whole list of things emotionalized that this can cause so yeah, there are many ways that this will manifest and you have to sort of figure out and the more you recognize, the more you learn, the more you recognize um, with anxiety, the more you'll be able to link what you're feeling to whether or not it's linked to anxiety. Um, tension and you know, the inability to relax, things like that, I would typically tie them to anxiety. Um, you know, chest pressure or you know, pressure in your stomach, feeling like you got a stone in your stomach or maybe butterflies in your stomach. That's a way that I've heard of it manifesting. yet it's there's many ways it can manifest and I'm constantly finding new ways of it of it sort of manifesting as you know I try to patch what's you know this this manifestation I may try to patch or get rid of and it will pop anxiety will come back out another way and it's it's going to reveal itself no matter how hard you try
Um, so yeah, it there are just a plethora of ways for anxiety to affect you. Um, as far as the first part of the question, what does it feel like? It feels like anxiety. I don't know how else to describe it. I think they were more interested on the second part, but yeah, the it it takes it manifests in many different ways. But I think we should probably exit out now and let the realm finish doing whatever it's going to do with this room. The question marks and exclamation points are rather interesting, but I believe this 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 room is still unstable, too unstable for to have too many visitors, and I don't want this to collapse on us, so we'll head back out and. Feel free, as always, to visit the library. That's certainly still concrete, and it's and then the main room or the main hall where all the random ideas collect. That is still safe to hang out in. Um, just be careful and watch your head. You never know what's going to come flying through. But uh. Until we meet again, until the next time in this realm, I hope that everyone is safe, I hope everyone is kind, and I hope everyone is doing well. We will see you again, my friends.